Hey, Sean. Hey, David. It's the beginning of December. What? Really? No. Yeah. When? You, you, <laughs> uh, yesterday. You know what that means, though? Uh, it's already minus 40, and you've got three feet of snow, and Santa <laughs> so might not make it to your house. Actually, we do have not three feet. We have about a foot of snow. No. It means that I get to finally take out the Star Wars Lego advent calendar that I bought last year that I couldn't actually really use because I was packing everything up. I went looking for one yesterday or two days ago at Costco because I know a few weeks ago they had that one and they had um, the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special one. Both gone. Yeah, I saw the I saw the 2022 Star Wars Advent Lego Advent calendar there a while ago. I didn't get it, though. I should have. But I have a brand new, like unopened Mandalorian one from from last year so. Nice. The dates won't line up, but cool. What do, I guess what it'll. Do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean the dates won't line up? Wow. There's still twenty. Oh my god! There's still twenty-four days. Have you not it's had one that was days. like that's like Mondays the first, Tuesdays the second, like that, or is it just the scattered? No, it's there. There are always. I've never had one like that. It's always either been like one through twenty-four in order, or like they're random. You're you're looking at a calendar. This That's is different. Happens. That's different than an advent calendar. You're just looking at a normal calendar. The, uh, this is what happens <laughs> when you record a day later than usual because you run trivia. <laughs> yeah. Questions aren't even, uh, I can't ask you questions because you're all questioned out. Yeah. You know what? People aren't going to have to worry about getting on the wrong day or unwrapping too late or too early or whatever. What's that? This episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. Well, you heard it here first. Sean's brain is fried and it's not even the like the first full week of December yet. Oh my God. I am never going to let that go. Yeah. You know what? I was like thinking about a calendar and nothing else. That's the worst part. It'll be like, we'll be like 90. I'll be like, Sean, remember that time that you thought an advent calendar had the name of the days on it as well. I have had one in the past that had the days on it though. Yeah. That's called a real normal calendar. It's yeah, also got, doors it's also got, open. it's also got 11 other months on there as well. Look, man, I'm still tired. We had a banging, banging time this week at TWB's Trivia. Did yeah, I hear about going? it before we move on? Yeah, it was all audio, much like this episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. Oh, <laughs> you, <laughs> it was entirely audio. Very good. Um, so we did audio rounds that were based on musical moments in TV. We had some really cool um, 8-bit trivia forget the lyrics the mania round happened and some people really liked it and some people really hated it like who listens to music from 2009 i was like that's the point but we teased it on the podcast and for those who couldn't attend one of our rounds was literally just name all the songs from the united states of pop 2009 so did did people get many of the songs uh four tables had 18 or higher 
out of 25. That's not bad. Yeah, and there was like I, six or seven tables. When I was listening to it, because I listened to that one extensively when it came out, and it's one of those songs that's like, you know the song, you know what that's from, but I couldn't put my finger on the name of half of them. Actually, you know what? Speaking of music, uh, Spotify is now having their like year in review stuff. So in the Spotify app, it will play or show all of the music that you've listened to. Um, it's no, it's no surprise to literally anyone that I'm a big Angels and Airways fan. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, and literally, my Spotify, like my top five songs, are all Angels and Airwaves songs. Apparently, I'm in like the top, like zero point zero five percent of. <laughs> Listeners for them, which is crazy. But um, your uh, your number one song for the year was uh, was pretty pretty funny. Yeah, I'll be all influence from one weekend, one weekend. Yeah, that, what, that's song what, that? what song was that? What song was it? Stop it now, <laughs> seagulls. Stop it now. Seagulls. Yeah. Stop it now. I, I got a pretty good laugh of that. It's like out of all the music that uh, <laughs> you've listened to in the entire year. Since uh, June, really, right? Since the uh, since the bachelor party, right? And that yeah. was like the first time it was played, I think, on my Spotify, which yeah, is maybe. wild. So, yeah, um, that and I'm still in the the point zero five percent. So I, I'm in the top one percent of all uh, Lonely Island listeners. Nice. So that's how I roll. So anyway, so uh, trivia night was uh, a lot of fun, right? Yeah, Happy Tyrannosaurus Tux was our winner of the Golden iPod Shuffle. Um, Hold which on, was... did you guys actually put an actual iPod Shuffle on? The yeah, trophy? I had two kicking around, and like they were the old stick versions, um, much like the one I'm oh, holding. Oh, like the USB, the can. USB yeah. stick style, yeah. But that one was that was so dead that I plugged it in the computer and the computer was like, why bother? That's so fair. we spray painted it and added it to the trophy and it was pretty sweet. However, 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 the, the work has yet to be done. And we want to give a shout out to uh, one person. Well, we'll leave, we'll leave her nameless um, at her request. <laughs> but, I was going to say, let's give a shout out to someone who will not say who they are. <laughs> well, no, in all fairness, due, due to privacy, because like, I know some people who are there and not everybody knows everybody who's there. Right. Uh, she is our first two-time winner. She's been on two separate teams, but she's won twice. Oh, so what you what you're saying is the reason why you don't want to say their name is because there's going to be trivia night scouts that are going to try and snipe her for for their team so that they can win the, the coveted golden whatever award. Um. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> wow <laughs> there, there, it is covered you get you get a 50 dollars gift card to the bar and you get to hold a trophy and take a picture with it 50 dollars gift card for the bar that expires that night so it's like okay <laughs> here you go chug 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 no you, like it just encourages people to come back now uh next trivia we'll talk about it again on next show but there's some cool add-ons so if you wear an ugly sweater, you'll be entered in a raffle to win candy for your table for trivia. Oh, nice. Right. That's a little bit of a different fun little incentive. And uh, 
more importantly, it's going to be all Christmas based. Oh, but the candy is going to be a Halloween candy, right? Yes, expired <laughs> Halloween candy. And just to make things even cooler, you have the choice. Uh, we are bumping up um, admission for this show by $1. Now, you're like, oh, no, inflation. Why are you doing this? We needed a round number because in lieu of bringing a $10 um, ticket fee, you can bring any sort of donation of $10 or more in respect to like a toy or some clothing, pajamas, gloves, mitts, and that'll be your entry to trivia. Do they have to prove the dollar value of their donation? Yeah, because somebody like you is going to run to the Dollarama and pick up a bunch of like <laughs> gloves and stuff. Hey, it's no longer really a Dollarama. Everything costs like five bucks there. Yeah, five Dollarama there. So you can get two pairs of gloves. Yeah. But so it's, that it's, when, so that when one has like the finger starts blasting out and you now have a hole in it, then they can have another one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, so good. Good thing. There's no cameras for this audio. This there will <laughs> this be episode. soon, though, because I've ordered a new camera that won't shut off halfway through a show. Nice. Yeah. Now, do you want to just get into the, the thing that we hate right away? <sighs> He's so cool. No, he's no longer cool. <laughs> no, he's not cool. Mario. Nintendo, you have made a grave mistake. So the... Uh, let's go. No, it's let's <laughs> a go. Yeah. Let's the, a go. <laughs> for, for anyone who was wondering what we're talking about, the full length trailer for the Super Mario Bros. animated film was released uh, earlier in the week. Let me uh, preface with the animation... And uh, Bowser looks phenomenal. <laughs> Jack Black and Toad, whatever his whoever's voice acting Toad, great choices. We get a lot more uh, dialogue from Charlie Day as Luigi, and I'm sorry, I can't hear anything but Charlie Day. Uh, Not at all. And then we get a little bit more of Mario. Is it? Do you pronounce? Do you pronounce it Mario or Mario? No, no. So it's Mario, and Chris Pratt is Mario, spelled M A R E I O. Mario, Mario, Mario. He is Mario. Uh, he is not Mario. Yeah. And so we get a little bit, but the, did you notice that there's still not a lot of dialogue from uh, Chris Pratt in that? There's more dialogue yeah, from they're every. Afraid. Yeah, one hundred percent. Now, what are your thoughts on uh, Princess Peach? Uh, I really like the way they've done her like face and hair. She like, looks more like human rather than cartoony, I, right? I thought her uh, like her animation was great, and like Chris and I were joking around about it, and I'm I'm gonna double check as I'm talking, but I believe Anya Joy Taylor is British, right? Something like that. Let's see. She is from the Queen's Bandit, uh, uh, the Queen Queen's Gambit. She's British American, but I do believe well, she's she has uh, an accent. she's Bramerican. Bramerican, yeah, she's Bramerican. But I do believe or, she has a British accent. Or the accent. other way around, uh, Amish. Uh, <laughs> what is wrong with you? That's Amish. I mean, that's British and American, like American ah, uh, and then British ah uh, Mish. People are yelling at you right now. <laughs> That's all right. This is my yeah. Christmas gift to everyone. So here's what blows <laughs> my mind. 
she is a British girl. And I just listened to a clip of her voice to make sure that she was British. She has an accent. Yeah. Her Princess Peach sounds better than Mario's. Not Mario, Mario. Mm -hmm. See, they had a lot of dialogue for her in the trailer. And I think... I think it works for kind of they they changed the design of the character a little bit. So she looks a little, like I said, she looks a little more human and more realistic in comparison to the other uh, characters in the movie. So I think the change in the voice does help a little bit, but ultimately the problem that I'm, I'm feeling with this is that we have uh, decades of content and voices from the Mario games and the main characters that we're used to Mario, Luigi, Princess Peach, their voices are like not really remotely close to kind of what we grew up with. Now Bowser, like Jack Black as Bowser did a so far from what we've heard is doing a really good job. Like it's, he's, he's putting a spin on it a little bit and he has that, like he's able to portray that kind of raspy, like, angry, big, evil Koopa. And then who plays a uh, toad? Charlie, Charlie day is Luigi. Yeah. Charlie day is not very good for Luigi, but who, who does the voice for toad? Um, uh, Michael key Keegan. Yeah. And he's doing a pretty good job at it. Cause he's, he's doing the voice that is like very similar to what the toads are. Charlie day. You know, as much as I find the guy funny and he's he's got a very unique, like high pitched voice, he was great in uh, his character, like the spaceship guy in Lego movie because it fit. Um, and that's a character that. No, just kind of like Emmett, right? Like Chris Pratt yeah. was a good voice for Emmett because that was an original character. So like you could see the character as who they were and kind of ignore that it was the like the actor doing the voice. Um, but with like Mario and Luigi, we're getting, we're, we're having characters that we are used to the voices and now it's hard to differentiate. Okay. This is Luigi, but it's doesn't sound like anything like the Luigi that I've been playing or, or I know for the last 20 years, same thing with Mario. Now we have Mario. So I don't know. I'm sure the movie will make a boatload of money. It's going to make a shit ton of money. It's going to make a stupid amount of money. Uh, because there's going to be a ton of advertisements closer to the release. Um, probably the best meme that's come out so far is you've been Luigi'd. Did you see <laughs> the, the no. poster? Oh, my God. So they released like a bunch of character posters, right? Um, honestly, I don't remember the Mario one or the princess peach one or the or whatever, but the Luigi one is just says you've been Luigi'd. That's funny. And, uh, when I was browsing the Reddit thread with the trailer, I just wanted the comments to see kind of what people were saying. And everyone was just talking about like being Luigi'd. And I'm like, what is this? Is this like a new meme that I, like, are people like ripping on this trailer so much that they've turned it into something? But Hey, I guess people are liking Luigi. I'm just not too sure about it. Like I'll probably still always hear and see Charlie day. I like the animation. 
more than I like the voice acting so far. And like John Linguizamo came out a few weeks ago being like, why, why didn't they at least give us an opportunity to audition for the role? We played the live action. Um, the fans want Charles Marinette to do it more than anything in the world. And like, I don't disagree with the argument that like this guy has built the character for what, 35 years, almost 40 mm-hmm. years. And now yeah. it's just been like ripped. Like you paid Chris Pratt millions of dollars to do this. You could have paid Charles like half of what Chris Pratt got. Chris yeah. Pratt is not a good voice actor. I'm sorry. He's not. He isn't. He isn't a voice actor. He's an actor. And oh my God, you know, he's an actor. <laughs> And yeah, I feel like they they just took the bandwagon because maybe they were unaware of of how big the movie was going to be, right? So they they got these well known popular actors to voice characters, and it backfired because there was a lot of drama at the time with Chris Pratt, right? Like or shortly after or just before, kind of all in the same time, all in the same time. So that didn't really help either, but I feel like Chris Pratt is one of these actors that's kind of on the down. What's it like the down word? Down, like spiral. he's on the down, down trajectory <laughs> of his career. I don't think yeah. so. I think he's got so much going right now. I no, no, he does, but I don't think he is pulling in as much as he used to. I mean, right? Like when we're you think talk about, about two big things he's doing coming up, yeah, but did. but it's not. Well, that's the thing, though. It's like when all of the stuff first came out, like Guardians of the Galaxy and when he was like announced for like the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie was like huge. Like it was a big deal for him. And then he did Jurassic Park and all of the Jurassic Park movies kind of got worse and worse and worse as they went along. Um, And he's not no longer that person that everyone's like, oh, I'm going to see this movie for Chris Pratt. Right. Guaranteed. You're going to see Guardians of the Galaxy like the third movie, you, you're not going to see it just because you like Chris Pratt. Like they've built a, a universe and they have so many other strong characters. And I'm sorry, but like Drax and uh, the alien thing, Mantis. Mantis and like all those, like they are funnier and more enjoyable to watch than Chris Pratt. I'd agree. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. So I don't know. I think with the Mario uh, Super Mario Bros movie, it'll be really interesting to see the uh, the takeaway from that for the general public. Kids are going to love it, but I think people who grew up playing the games are going to have uh, have problems with it. Yeah, I I agree. I think uh, when I, when I look at how the the trailer shook out. I was like genuinely excited about a few things that I saw. And like, I'm not going to lie. I was like, no way. At least twice. Mm -hmm. There were, there were some moments in the trailer that were slightly magical. There's also some controversy because apparently princess peach was quote unquote allowed to have an ass, but Mario wasn't. (laughs) So, well, yeah, they did take away Mario's ass. No, you're saying it wrong. He is now Mario. No, no, they did take away Mario's ass and gave it Mario. to Mario. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> For, from now on, if we are referring to Chris Pratt's Mario, he is Mario. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. This movie is just a Chris Pratt movie. Now. Yeah. What Can were I your. Just, sorry. Hold on. I just want to touch base on something that happened the other week. 
some friends came over and we played Mario Party. Good. You played uh, the real Mario. Good for you. Yeah, we played Mario Party. I was Luigi. I always play Luigi. But um, so for some like reason, cheat. I... <laughs> what? Did you not know? Did you play Superstars or All-Stars or whatever it is? The, the, the most recent one, yeah. Yeah, so if you have Luigi on anything above normal and he's a CPU, he's a guaranteed win. The game's, oh. There's a glitch in the game, so you can't beat him. Oh, well, I was playing him, so... Anyway, so um, our my one friend brought uh, brought their boyfriend over, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you finally have a challenger." You know, David's gonna like David is so good at this, and we just played a map where uh, the star didn't change, but we you had to just keep going around, and it was a matter of the the cake, cake, the cake. When I friggin' hate it, right? So then people the whole time were picking on me. I literally had one. I was in third place for ninety five percent of the game, and people were still picking on me. It doesn't make any sense until uh, the end of the game when I got like all the bonus stars. So what you got to <laughs> do every once in a while is you got to give up a win or two. Like my win percentage for Mario Party is very high. Like it's it's disgustingly high how big it is. Is this a challenge? I would beat you. Guaranteed. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Too good. Too good. <laughs> Anyways, what were your favorite parts of the trailer so we can move on to other stuff? Favorite parts of the uh, of the Mario Brothers trailer. Um, honestly, the whole kind of Bowser thing. Well, I, when he's like holding Luigi. Yeah, and he's kind of like uh, explaining to him kind of his evil plan and stuff like that. I think uh, I'm 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 most excited to see Bowser and and how evil and kind of terrifying they can make him. Because Bowser's always been like, haha, this evil guy, but he's never really been menacing. So I feel like they've they're they're trying to make him a little bit more menacing in this and actually like a formidable opponent, someone to be afraid of. Yeah. The um the two moments for me that really were like, whoa, was the Tanuki Mario suit. That was so cool. Oh yeah, yeah. And the Mad Max weird Mario Kart ending. You know what? I thought it was kind of cool that they put in Mario Kart in there. I th- I think there's going to be a ton of stuff from the different games. Like uh, Peach talks about different galaxies, saying that there's like hundreds of galaxies out there. So I would not be surprised if they have like a bunch of sequels already planned. Yeah. The um, what was it? The war table that the Toads had was also really cool. And main Toad is Captain Toad. That's also pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. When does the movie come out? Do they have a release date? I believe it comes out in March or April of next year. Something like that. Um, yeah, well, we'll have to see. I'm sure they'll release a few more trailers as uh, as the, the days pass. But uh, let's talk about something that is currently out that people can enjoy right now. Actually, we talked about this a little bit uh, last week, but you finally got around to seeing it. You did, and you did not warn me. So the movie is spirited Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. <laughs> and uh, you didn't tell me it was a full blown Broadway musical style movie. Like, what are you talking about? I told you it was, it was a like, musical. It was. If Hamilton is a 10 out of 10 and Chicago is like an 8 out of 10 for like, like Hamilton is literally just recording what's happening on the stage. But the way this movie panned in between stage work and the film and then back to stage that's like an eight or a nine on the musical scale 
it was fun. Yeah. It was refreshing. It was an incredibly different take on a story we've made, like we've seen hundreds of times. And not only that, they break the fourth wall and admit that, um, wow. Cause what is that story? A Christmas story, right? A Christmas Carol. Yeah. A Christmas Carol. Wow. Whew. Brain. Let's go. A Christmas Carol. We've seen tons of times. We've seen the Jim Carrey one. We've seen the Muppets one. We've seen the Flintstones one. We've seen every television show. Try it. Wait, there's a Flintstones Christmas Carol. Yeah. I have the VHS of my parents. Is it, it really it, like animated? Yeah. Interesting. Like old school animated. Yeah. 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 Um, but we've seen this story hundreds of times. And every time you watch it, yeah, there's even a Matthew McConaughey one where it's called Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. And it's literally just the same thing, but with ex-girlfriends. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. I've heard of that one. For what this movie is worth, Apple hit a fucking home run. It's only available on Apple unless you're willing to rent it or pay it, pay for it or sail the seven seas. This movie might be my favorite new holiday movie. Yeah, you know, I like it. Uh, I knew it was a musical. Um, I told she who shall not be named that it was a musical just so that I could get her to actually pay attention to the movie. Um, and and by some of like the, I don't know, by halfway through, there was like, not me, but, you know, she was uh, dancing quite, quite a bit. And it was really weird. But uh, there's some pretty good songs on there. But the I don't know. I think both of our favorite song. Um, well, just give it a listen. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Well, I never. Just let one fly and you'll be smiling pretty soon. Like this. Good afternoon. I think you're pompous. You pompous ass. It's like this awkward with my little touch of class. Oh, two little words can totally change your tune. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. <laughs> So you funny. Know, <laughs> it's funny because uh, something that you don't really think of that they, they made a, a whole song about an insult from, I don't know, hundred and some odd years ago. Uh, it was, it was pretty good. There's a lot of good songs on it, but that song in particular called good afternoon. You can, you can Google it. You can listen to it. It's actually uh pretty catchy. Uh, there's, there's some pretty funny parts in that, but, yeah, like uh, like Sean said, this might be the the best new Christmas movie in a while. Yeah, Will Ferrell and Christmas are amazing together. Mm. But Ryan Reynolds, I know, I know you made the joke about him being serious in Deadpool, and I listened back to that. I was like, what the fuck was David talking about? No, he's not serious in Deadpool. I thought this role was like perfect for his personality. Well, yeah, I, he, I, he I always thought he, he killed this. He always plays. That's the thing. He always plays the smart ass kind of hard ass character. Yeah, I, like every single movie. He's he's always playing kind of like a wisecracking, you know, kind of douchey guy. <laughs> he's t- totally typecast now since Deadpool. The only thing maybe not so much being like the the hard ass the whole time would be uh detective Pikachu 
But still, again, where he was, was just an asshole Pikachu. He was just an asshole Pikachu, but he was still it still kind of had all the wisecracking jokes and everything. Right. So um, the next Christmas movie that you have to watch, I am uh, giving you your homework. You've seen a Christmas story, correct? Yes, I haven't seen the second one yet. Uh the second one is actually well, like there is an official Christmas story too. Don't watch that. The uh, sequel with the same character or the same actors all grown up is called a Christmas story Christmas. Um, and it is essentially like a direct sequel to a Christmas story. We watched that one uh, the other week. It is phenomenal. It is very well done. Um, if you really enjoyed a Christmas story, you would, you will really enjoy a Christmas story Christmas. They did a really good job at doing throwbacks to the, uh, the original movie and everything. And it's totally worth a watch, but, okay. uh, I, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely into it. We are just starting to, to ramp up the ye old Christmas episodes. Like I'm seeking them out on TV and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, we're, we're kind of getting ready to gear into a full blown fashion family Christmas. Well, so. it is December. Yeah, you know, better late than never is what I always say. All right. Yeah. Christmas comes but once a year starting in October. By the way, a few people reached out. Thank you guys for your concern. I wasn't baked off my ass when I was talking about <laughs> how many Christmases you've had versus how many like Christmas holiday seasons feel like. But I'm not wrong. I stand Are you by sure my argument. you weren't baked out. <laughs> Jeez, like that's like definitely a shower thought. That was a shower thought conversation. That should have stayed in the shower. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? Should have. I'm gonna gear up and just see what happens when I. This is a I... great topic for our podcast. How many times have you had a celebration? <laughs> but I'm like, the, the concept of time is a very unique thing. <laughs> And the fact that every it like just seems like since even when we were like 19, Christmas has been longer and longer and longer. I remember like the rules when I was a kid was like Christmas didn't start until the Santa Claus parade because Santa Claus didn't go to the malls until the Santa Claus parade. Right. That's when Uh, Christmas started. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. And now like Santa's just showing up. Like, hey, guys. I'm Santa. It's October. In 15 years, I wouldn't be surprised if I already see Christmas decorations in stores in September. Back well, to yeah. out of here. Hold on, you will. They'll be on clearance, though. Just, we might as well just run two Christmases. <laughs> Feliz Navidad in July, and then Christmas in December. It just I don't whatever. I think whatever, Chris, man. does I Christmas and does Christmas and Eid not end up on the same year next or same day next year? Oh, something like that. I, there's also a Christmas in January for Orthodox. Well, that's like the, that's not necessarily, that's like the pay. No, not pagan. <laughs> uh, it's like Ukrainian, Russian, Ukrainian Christmas. Yeah. We don't talk about Russians. Um, it's called, we call it like in my family, we just call it Yuki Christmas because our, our family is part Ukrainian. Oh yeah. So, Do you now, have you ever participated in like a traditional, like kind of Slavic Christmas or like uh, Eastern uh, when, European kind of thing? When we were younger, my, my grandmother would like have us over uh, and there'd be like a ceramic tree. And I remember having this table and it was a Ninja Turtles table and all the chairs were Ninja Turtles. So like the back of the chair was the, the turtle shell and you had like your Raphael chair 
this is all I remember. Like, I don't have a lot of core memories from those those times, but I do recall sitting, like, loving that table. Every time I'd go to my grandma's, I'd be like, oh, I get to sit at my table. This is my table. <laughs> you know why you don't remember it very well? Why? Because you've celebrated, uh, like, 37 different Christmas holiday seasons in the time that you've been alive. So your concept of time and Christmas and holidays has just blurred into one big existential crisis. You can clown on me all you want for that. But like, I maintain that it's a weird feeling to think about. And again, you can't compare it to shit like Easter. You just don't, you don't, you don't have a three month buildup to Easter. You you don't. <laughs> Ultimately, what Sean is trying to say is that feelings are weird to think about. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of weird things to think about, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special was very good. Surprisingly good. It was, uh, I, we just threw it on the other day. It's what? It's like 45 minutes. It's actually a decent yep. length for a, a special. Um, for anyone who hasn't watched it, it's out on Disney Plus. It's been out for what, like two weeks now? Uh, about that. I can. Uh, one thing I can say is that it does not even remotely come close to the quality of the Star Wars holiday special, but uh, Disney has yet to put that on Disney Plus. I don't um, think they own it. I don't think the, o- the only copies that are still in circulation, unless they have a secret one at Lucas Lucas. Was a Skywalker Ranch, or whatever, is uh, if you have a bootleg copy. I have it like a bootleg copied on DVD that has been you can you can find them around there. It was given to me as a gift, but uh, at the Gibraltar Market in London, Ontario, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. So, anyways, Gardens Holiday Special. Uh, the premise is what? Um, Drax and Mantis are trying to help Quill celebrate Christmas because he hasn't done that in a while and he's still reeling from the loss of Gamora. And they want to do something special for him, so they kidnap Kevin Bacon. Hilarity ensues when Drax and Mantis go down to Earth. And I'm not going to spoil it. It's like... Oh, that, that's pretty much what's in the trailer, too. So Yeah. The, you know what? Drax and Mantis, their relationship and... It's so and genuine. The, it's pure. It, the way that it works is phenomenal. So good. There are some amazing uh, kind of comedy bits just between the two of them. So good. Yeah. The um, I watched a review on the on the episode because I watched the episode a few days ago or about a week ago now. But one of the things that I did super appreciate about the special was it didn't force us to to watch a lot of Chris Pratt. It was also very, it was very centric on like just developing and building these relationships for the characters more. Mm-hmm. I, again, without spoilers, it's hard to really delve into and be like, Hey, this is what happened. There are some really like wholesome moments um, and one was actually spoiled for me because I saw some Comic-Con footage uh, months ago about uh, the relationship. But it's not really spoiled if you paid attention in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. There's just lots. 
lots of kind of things going on in the in the special. Groot looked juiced, considering we just saw him in Thor: Love and Thunder, and he was like a little bit, uh, he was a little bit leaner. That's for sure, not meaner. But yeah, overall, pretty solid movie to watch or TV show episode kind of thing. Um, some of the jokes actually really good, but other than that, it's 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 worth watching for sure. Yeah, Check it out. The attention to detail by Marvel in their their title cards has always been something that has been very amazing to me. Uh, I know you haven't seen Wakanda Forever yet, but they do something very special with the title card for that. In this episode, they have or the the comic book flip pages aren't regular comic book flips. They're all Christmas comics. Did you pick up on that? So they're yes, all like yeah, yeah. when Avengers and stuff met Santa Claus or this yeah. that, or the other thing. Um, and then Jen Walters, um, Shuri and a few other people are now in the Marvel logo as well, which is really cool. Especially that Ms. Marvel chick. Boo. What a stupid oh, yeah. show. And like, I know I'm going to have to like watch it for the movie, but like, I don't want to. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we just have to find like the episodes that we, just need to watch like maybe like the last episode or something. Maybe that would be a smart thing. Yeah. I don't know. I, I overall, I think it was a very enjoyable experience. It's, it is what it is. I think I'd add like face value. I think it does two very big things. It creates a bridge between end game, Thor, love and thunder, and then guardians three, because we do learn that like, and this isn't really a spoiler because you can see it in the trailer. They're on a planet in the trailer. I do believe they say they <gasps> bought nowhere. They're on a planet, right? If you remember what nowhere was from guardians of the galaxy, guardians of the galaxy two and infinity war. Nowhere is where the collector was. Nowhere is also on the inside of a celestial's head. Celestials being those stupid things from internals. And one's oh, just yeah, sticking right. out of Earth somewhere, and we have yeah. no idea what's going on. Yeah. But it's cool to see that they're reusing that and they're rebuilding it. And I can only imagine that is going to be the home base of the Guardians going forward. Now, they did introduce a third ship in this film as well, which you see in the Guardians trailer that dropped this week as well, named the Bowie. So I'm assuming it's David Bowie. Because their previous two ships were the Milano, which were the, was the Alyssa Milano, and then the Benatar, as in Pat Benatar. So they're on their third Guardian ship now. And this brings us to the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 trailer. That's fresh. <laughs> Dropped yesterday. Gotta say, good laughs in the trailer. Very important. Sad moments. I think they're going to like delve into... Uh, rockets passed a little bit and they might show like them experimenting on that baby raccoon. I it think was a, like a, ra- it was a, it was a ferret though. It I wasn't think, a raccoon. Then he hugged an otter. Yeah. So, I like, don't know. It was kind of weird. Lots of things are going on. I, the trailer had a lot of stuff. It's, it's hard to, to figure out what the movie, like the storyline is. Well, it's the end. I do not believe there will be another Galax guardians movie after this depending on who kind of comes out of it, mm-hmm. we might see their relationships like go further with like a Thor or something else. 
maybe um a valkyrie because you know space and stuff but mm-hmm. it's very widely speculated that dave batista is no longer going to be doing the role of drax after this film zoe saldana is also done with her contract and said she would come back who is that? Ever- who did she play again gamora see that's what threw me off like what are they doing with gamora because she showed up like four or five times in the trailer and she's helping them at one point. My yeah. big thing is, I'm pretty sure Karen Gillan and uh, what is it, Ket Pominoff, um, are the only two people under contract to be on this film, and maybe Chris Pratt because of Chris Pratt's. I don't know, man. I just I think they're gonna kill off a lot of characters. Adam Warlock looks badass. You know what? Like, yeah, I think th- there was a lot of speculation that I uh, that I was reading that they're, they're going to kill off Drax and they're going to kill off Chris Pratt and they're going to kill off a bunch of people. But Rocket, they think that Ro- people think that Rocket's going to survive. Well, Rocket and Groot would be a good like buddy cop series, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Well, we know Tom Holland just got six more movies. So we know he'll be around for a bit, but I wonder, I don't know. They're not doing like these mega deals for these actors anymore. Which is interesting, right? Because does it mean that they don't have a huge or they don't have such a long uh, plan for things, right? Like when you think about it, like they phase one through what five, that's what, from Iron Man to end end of or end game. Yeah. Right. They well, had that a, was phase three phase four. We just finished. Okay. Pong so Clementoff, my bad. So, so for the first three phases, right. That's from pretty much the, the height. I want to say it's the height of the Marvel cinematic universe. The stories were all intertwined. Uh, there was so much connecting one movie to another one and vice versa things like so much going on. And after Endgame, they didn't really like, there wasn't a whole lot. Partially. I think COVID had a huge role in that because the timeline of them releasing things was delayed a lot. So things were released kind of out of order. Things might've been not necessarily rushed, but released sooner just so that people had content to consume while, we were all stuck at home. So this, the, the, the movies and TV shows that have released since Endgame have felt discombobulated almost. Yeah. The movies have been kind of meh, right? I think uh, Dr. Strange would have been a lot better if it had released closer to WandaVision. Yeah, um, but COVID delayed one of the two, right? COVID delayed um Doctor Strange. Yeah. So that came out significantly afterwards, which was kind of like, oh, okay, now they're answering these things. And and it would have made more sense if if it they released closer together. Um Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that was a very politically driven series. Um which isn't bad by any means, but again, it's been so long since it came out that when the next movie comes out that has that stuff, it's going to feel so disconnected from the TV show. Um, and even with like Loki, 
right? Like there, there's all these things talking about like the multiverses and, and all these other timelines and things like that. And again, it came out and everything else is coming out so much later that it, again, it's feeling disconnected. Whereas if you look at some of the older Marvel movies and there was always something and what was it? It was always like what, like two years between movies or something. Mm-hmm. It, like, yeah, like the Avengers, I think were like two and a half, three years total. Right. So at the end of a movie, we would sit there and watch the end credit scenes, which would then tease something for the next movie. And then people would go back and disconnect or, or sorry, dissect that movie and find things, find connections from previous movies and then come up with theories for the next one. It's, you're not really able to do that now because it feels like Marvel doesn't have, or Disney doesn't have a solid game plan for the next or the current phase of the Marvel cinematic universe. Yeah. By the looks of it here, Chris Pratt's last movie is also guardians. Damn. They could kill him. You know what? I'd be okay with that. But I think Kevin Feige is also like toying with the idea of just being like, I'm bringing everybody back one way or another for Secret Wars. Mm-hmm. So I guess we shall see. Yeah, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll watch it, but uh, I'm sure it'll be entertaining. I feel like it might be like Thor Love and Thunder, where there's a lot kind of going on, um, and they might not necessarily connect the dots properly in some areas, but uh, I mean, we'll, we'll watch it. I'll probably watch it uh, three to six weeks later after you have. <laughs> um, Gar- Guardians, I feel is going to be a theater movie for me as will Ant-Man, but aside from Spider-Man kind of going forward, I don't have a lot of interest in what's coming. And Spider-Man will always be that near and dear one to me because that that was my guy when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It's like those kids that grow up and they're like, bam, 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 bam. Like our favorite reviewer. It, do, it doesn't like everybody's <laughs> going to follow their, their childhood hero, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, and honestly, like I, I can't even really think of, I don't really know of any past uh, guardians. I don't really know what the next Marvel movie is. Cause there's not the hype. It's not the same hype as before. I think it's Ant-Man, right? Oh, I guess. Yeah, that's probably. And then we have like Ms. Marvel or the Marvels. What about, what about Iron Man four? When's that one coming out? Never. Unfortunately. I know. I know. It's it's a messy road, man. Speaking of messy roads, before we get into uh, our final topic, it just came out. I don't think you saw the uh, trailer for, uh indiana jones i didn't okay well i'm just going to touch on this a little bit it feels like an indiana jones movie where the trailer does it it i think it's did they retcon and like kind of erase the crystal skull movie maybe i think this one is taking place as if the crystal skull never happened um they brought back you'll see some familiar faces and it, it, it looks good. It looks and, and feels so far like a classic um, Indiana Jones movie. But with the news of Indiana Jones coming out, we have some even bigger news. Please tell me it's the Transformers news. 
uh, you know, the funny thing is, I didn't even know that Transformers came out. No, apparently, according to sources, Kathleen Kennedy is leaving Lucasfilm after the release of Indiana Jones 5. I don't even have anything that's like, celebrate good times, come <laughs> yeah. on. Do I have anything? I got like, uh... How yeah, old is Harrison Ford, man? He's like, like 85 80? or something like that. Because he's also Thunderbolt Ross in the in the Thunderbolts. Oh, yeah. That movie I'm looking forward to. Yeah, so... <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy, who has uh, been, has she, what, the president of Lucasfilm or something like that? Chief creative director or something? Yeah, something like that. We all hate her. Um, being a huge influence on, uh, like, Lucasfilm movies since beforehand. Like, she's worked on, uh, she was producer for Jurassic Park. Great movie when that came out and, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, but since kind of taking over Star Wars or Lucasfilm and Star Wars has really felt it's felt like she's been pushing an agenda um and having oh yeah what's the agenda <laughs> that ray is super powered oh fuck off she is super powered she's a jedi all jedi are super powered uh no but there's there's been a lot of talk that she's trying to push a specific opinion and agenda on the star wars universe middling with a lot of stories um to try and control narratives so that it fits how she feels. Um, I know Sean, you still have not finished Andor, but uh, Andor is a perfect example of what happens when you let a singular group of people of writers write and complete a story from start to finish. Incorrect. Uh, I don't well, know. I haven't seen it. I, seen it. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I would love to <laughs> hear your rebuttal to that. Cause you haven't seen it. Um, so, there's a lot of people that are very happy. I know when you told me, uh, my response was a long woo over over text message. Um, I told she who shall not be named this, <laughs> and she was like started singing like Alleluia, <laughs> which is pretty funny. You know what's so, wild? Her career is insane. It's phenomenal. Like she is a very, very like as being very fortunate. We just hate her. (laughs) And and it's because, yeah, it's because when you, when you take entertainment and you try and push an agenda, you try and, and, and change stories or control narratives to, to tell us particular or send a particular message. That's where you lose your creative ability. And I think, unfortunately she has now I'm hoping that, um, Indiana Jones five is actually good. It, it, I hope I'm hoping that it brings us back to the feeling and the entertainment of the original three movies. We'll have to I wait. Just, I'm looking at her like bio and I just don't see how she did this unless she already had money, but her first film credit ever as a producer is ET. Like what a way to start. And then she like just producing. She did that. The money pit. Arachnophobia, Hook, Jurassic Park, uh, The Bridges of Madison County, Twister, The Sixth Sense, Jurassic Park again. Lots of fun stuff. All the Star Wars is The Adventures of Tintin, Obi-Wan, Obi-Nobi Kenobi, The Book Obi-Nobi of Obi-Nobi, Kenobi, like all yeah. that stuff. The Acolyte, which received a poster this week. Um, but also executive producer, Gremlins, Back to the Future, The Goonies, American Tale. 
Uh, yeah. Grim, like, dude, it's unreal. Like, the stuff this woman has done is unreal. And the thing is, how did she manage to, like, ruin Star Wars? She didn't ruin it. She just didn't make it the best experience for some people. For Yeah, for lots. But anyways, speaking of experience, you know what uh, what day it is? Hold on one second. So the oh. Acolyte, the poster that dropped. Yeah. Uh, a looks cool, but the Acolyte will show how the uh, the Sith infiltrated the Jedi Order and is set 100 years before the prequels. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, potentially going to be very good. I don't know. It's well, a cool concept. Uh, it, it, are we finally going to get a dark and gritty Star Wars? Not a murderous, sure. star, a murderous Star Wars. Do you think it's going to have Reva in it, or like the guy, the guy who was underutilized? He played Han in the Fast and the Furious. Fifth brother, I think. Third brother, fifth probably brother. Probably not. Probably not because though they weren't. They weren't really around. That's more of a post, uh, post uh, revenge. Wait, post episode three thing. Those they didn't really exist beforehand. But we need it before the prequels, so a hundred years before the prequels. Yeah. So how they? So they weren't the brothers or sisters of the Sith or whatever. They were. Uh, I don't they know. Something else. Yeah. Interested. Interesting. Very interesting. Very All twisty. Right. Uh, Very twisty. <laughs> All right, so it's beginning of December. The snow is falling softly. The wind is blowing gently. It's our candy final cane, one of the year. Candy canes are flowing, walking down the street. Reindeer are getting ready for their long trip around the world in one one night. And new games are releasing. Nothing that is eligible for a game of the year, but uh, there might be some good ones to to check out. I'm waiting for my audio cue. Oh, you, you want that? I thought you That's hate That's what this. I thought you were doing. I'm oh, literally yeah. just... Guys, this is live <laughs> podcasting at its best. I'm literally just watching David. And I'm like, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it? Is he... Oh, he's not going to do it. Hold on. What are you talking about? Picking no, I don't want it. Strangers. Oh. Let me tell you about the danger. I'm protesting. If you don't like it's unfair chances, then you better keep moving on, on my, my friends. That's right. Our favorite Sean's favorite segment, picking up strangers. Are we going to pre-order? Are we going to buy on release? We're going to wait for reviews or are we, wait on game pass. <laughs> wait six months for it to show up on game pass. Speaking of game pass. Hey, I think it's insane that a year of Game Pass, if you buy it three by th- uh, three by four, is two hundred dollars. But also, PlayStation Plus's catalog blows. I went looking through it, and it is very large, but it's nothing I want to play at all. Like, there's going to be games there for everybody, but like, the fuck is the point? the The main advantage that I think Game Pass, in regards to because both libraries are are very large. They have a selection of very good games. But I think the main advantage that Game Pass has is that they have day one releases. Yes. Right? So just from that, being able to play these brand new games the day that they release, it makes Game Pass a much better value. Not only that, did you know that this weekend, 
PlayStation users had a one-day advantage in Call of Duty for double XP. Oh, snap. But but Microsoft's going to ruin it all. Actually, you know what? Uh, <laughs> let me let me go find um, a comment on Reddit because we were talking. People were talking about this. Apparently, apparently, uh, Sony is burning every bridge it can counter. Uh, it can to counter Microsoft's Activision deal. And someone said, "Let me just read this comment because I, I responded to this one." So they were talking about like the size of. Um, both companies and and how they can afford to purchase it, right? So Microsoft is massive. Like we're talking like the billions of dollars versus millions of dollars for or sorry, we're sorry, trillions versus billions. Yeah. Right? So Microsoft's market cap is w- approximately 1.84 trillion dollars whereas Sony is uh, 106 billion. So one comment on uh, on this article that says, I know there's a lot more to it than market cap, but this is why people say Sony couldn't afford it. And believe it or not, for the last couple of years, gaming Sony's has been, or sorry, for the last couple of years, gaming has been Sony's biggest division. This is why they're fighting so hard for the deal not to go through. And uh, there's there's been ta- some talks about Sony spending a lot of money. They spent a ton of money just on marketing and advertising for Call of Duty. Just the end, the exclusive maps, early access to maps and, and XP weekends. Uh, so I had commented, I said, if it doesn't go through, like if the sale doesn't go through, I wouldn't be surprised if Sony starts giving Activision even more money for exclusive Call of Duty games and content. And it's going to get to that point, right? If Sony ruins this deal for Activision Blizzard, then in order for Sony to get, I would not be surprised if in order for Sony to get exclusive content, Activision is going to be like, you know what? Give us more money because oh, you just blew a, a multi-billion dollar deal. Um, and then do you know who will be on the outside looking in? Microsoft. Exactly. Uh, someone else commented, I don't know if I was Activision and Sony just cost me $70 billion. I'm not so sure I'd want to work with them anymore. If anything, Activision should charge Sony way, way more money to keep them exclusive stuff if Sony causes this deal to fail. I said, agreed. Either way, it's going to cost Sony a lot more than they're spending right now. So there's there's still from uh, people who listened to our last few episodes about the Sony crybaby stuff uh it's just it's not helping them at all and uh that's why game pass is a much better better deal but anything good coming out beginning of december Mm. not really we have uh marvel midnight suns coming out uh right actually the same time that your uh beautiful listening ears are listening to this podcast um actually no there's a pretty big a pretty big game coming out the callisto protocol i think actually just to touch on midnight suns for a game that was delayed three times this is it it's either going to be good or it's going to be bad yeah yeah there's there's no no going back they have a release date of um December 2nd and it's coming out but uh, no the Callisto Protocol this is a, a new survival horror video game uh, has Josh do how's his name do Hamill do Mall um, 
Sam Witwer and Karen Fukuhara. Oh, that's uh, the person that plays um, the bug thing in Guardians. No. Really? That's that's Palm Clementoff. Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> they just... Okay, anyways, moving on. Uh, that game comes out on... Uh, comes out on Friday. Uh, what else? We got River City Girls. Did you ever play River City, River City Ransom? No. On the NES? No, no, sir. It was like a little side-scrolling uh, beat-em-up RPG game. This is like a female version of it. I don't know. I, I'm interested in Need for Speed Unbound. Oh, yeah. that's coming out. There's three big games coming out this Friday. Yeah. it's a, Well, I don't know how big it is, and I'm pretty sure, unless I'm wrong, isn't this an Xbox day one uh i believe so actually you can play 10 hours for free with game pass right now yeah yeah through their ea play thing but you know all the need for speed games are kind of fun as long as they don't have like really long boring like intro dialogues they're fun for like five minutes yeah let's be realistic here like they're 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 davidable games for a reason yeah, 100%. Um, so, okay, anyways, the Callisto Protocol. I'm going to wait for Game Pass because it's a, it's a scary game and I probably won't play much of it. So far, I'm I'm snoring through December, man. I know. Uh, we got Hello Neighbor 2 coming out on the 6th. Um, some fighting games. Dragon Quest Treasures is coming out on the 9th. Yeah, not much. Oh, here's the probably the biggest... The, biggest one coming out um this month and it's not even a new game oh sorry there's two there's two it's an old new game on the 13th we have the remake of final fantasy 7 crisis core that's now called crisis core final fantasy 7 reunion uh this is a remake of the psp game in the final fantasy 7 universe it uh tells like the story of zach who is apparently Cloud's a clone of or some shit like that. Uh, so that's uh, should be fun if you're a Final Fantasy fan or you like hack and slash uh, RPG kind of action games. Uh, but aside from that, the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X update, free update for The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt is being released on the 14th of December. There you go. Which is going to be quite interesting uh, because... Uh, very curious to see kind of how that has updated the game to take advantage of uh, the the new new hardware. But yeah, other I don't than know. That, I'm just looking at the games for de- for December, and I almost want to be like, "Hey, companies, why bother?" Right? It's like really, there's nothing that stands out. I guess you know it makes sense that the biggest games are releasing right at the beginning of the month, so that. Uh, they could try and get some some of those uh, Christmas sales, right? But after the first week of December, there's really nothing significant. So I think it's safe to say that December is mostly a, a Game Pass month. I mean, if you look all the way back to November, aside from God of War, there has been no quality games. Yes, I'm acknowledging the fact that Pokemon Scarlet and Violet came out. Yeah, and that great. game got a six from IGN, and Nintendo usually gets tens from IGN. 
Yeah, they didn't. What does they, that tell you? It means that they uh, their check bounced or they were late submitting it. <laughs> the game is so bad, it's not good. Is yeah. what's happened. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, uh, December is looking the only the only good thing about the the new releases in December is that the scene on screen podcast will be released every week. Will we? <laughs> yeah, we're having an episode every week. Why not? Oh, I thought. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, definitely, like I, def- I definitely thought we only had four episodes this month, not five. Oh, shit. Well, technically, yeah. You know what? This The first two days of December, does that really count as a week? Or is that like the end of, that's the last week of November? No, I thought we were taking the week of Christmas off. <laughs> well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll figure it out. Well, we'll you, know, you know what? We'll have something for you. We'll yeah, have but something. By the time those episodes come out, people will have forgotten that we even had this conversation. Yeah. And we have one more trivia to finish out the year. We have one more Max episode to finish out the year. We're in a, we're in a good spot. A great spot. Even. Yeah. Yeah. So if you like so, what you're listening to, definitely give us a follow. Follow us on your favorite podcatcher. Sorry that our brains are fried. We were tired this week, but we still love you. We're thankful you came along for the ride. For myself and David. He's so cool. I think we need to update your soundboard because I don't really want the Chris Pratt sound anymore. How about this one? That Hansel's so hot right now. I like it. It's like an (laughs) upgrade because, you know, Hansel, Hansel, Hansel. It's just everything we talked about today was Chris Pratt. Yeah, that sounds good. (laughs) Thank you all for listening. And we will catch you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen podcast. Peace.